0: 23 DB Production Studios in the Garden State, New Jersey. This is The Art of Music Tech with your hosts, Fela and Dennis. Let's go, let's go, let's go, and welcome to The Art of Music Tech podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Fela. I'm here with Dennis. Hey, guys, and we're here <laughs> with Jeff Bova, part two. In sunny California, part two. yes. We uh, last the first part at the end of the first part, we finished kind of around the the uh, Celine Dion era, and the the Ultimate Prize, the Album of the Year Prize, uh, <laughs> and, and the Grammy
1: right behind you, Fayla. Yes, Look, yeah, the right. Grammy is right there.
0: Yep, right over my shoulder. Um, so that happened. That's you know, arguably probably one of the, the top prizes in, in in what we do. Um, what happens after? Let's see, (laughs) (laughs) it's a
1: journey, it's a journey, yes, yeah, yeah,
0: of course, it's always still uh, up and down, you know, no matter what. Absolutely, yeah, take us on that journey, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. So, at that point, getting validated
1: as part of an album like that, and uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I was looking for ways both to produce. And having done a lot of arranging too, uh, a- after that album, they cut down on a on, on number of producers and they just kept it centered around, I think, like David Foster, Umberto Gatica, and for a few albums with, with Celine at that point. So I, w- I, I would come back and do some arranging on some of the songs for, uh, for, the, for the writers and all that. So I uh, didn't get involved in any production with her after that point. Uh, so, I was really exploring other stuff. I, I worked with Blondie, produced a track, uh, track for them, and uh, I kept getting the signals from the universe <laughs> to work with, to write with, and work with like new artists. Like, mm-hmm. how do you really break in or establish like a foundation as a as a as a producer, and, and with the ch- the business totally changing at that point? Uh, you know, how do we how do we continue to work and uh, you know have a, a viable career. And I, I, it all kind of happened at the same time, a big shift for me. Mm-hmm. So I had to really look closely at what I was doing and had to, like we were talking in the last segment, had to like call upon everything that I had known between playing live, composition, orchestration, songwriting, programming, arranging, all that, and use it to uh you know find my way through all the changes in the business mm-hmm. which led me to coming out uh to, to California mm-hmm. yeah yeah we, we were we were meant to do a a, a bad out of hell two out bad out of hell three album I'm sorry uh and, and in with, uh, meatloaf. with meatloaf yeah. but at the time uh we 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 probably were looking at maybe a couple of years of solid work to do one of those those albums. It took two years to do uh, Bad Out of Hell too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. Are- it historically was, known as Long uh, Yeah, oh, totally, totally. <laughs> I've seen enough behind the music, so
1: <laughs> Yeah, you know, because when somebody says, oh, we're going to work on a song today, you're actually working on the equivalent in time of possibly three songs. So, yeah. so it's not simple. You, you've got that many more minutes of, of work to do on uh-huh. stuff like that. So uh, they, in a, between health issues that the guys were having, uh, it, it was... They they basically canceled it, so I was kind of sitting looking at a big open time there where I, I was really needed to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and you work. moved to L.A. right by the yeah, time I moved, I moved. I moved to L.A. after that. Yeah, yeah. So I came out and just found my way here. So it was re- it was great to sort of like reinvent myself at the same time. I had my sort of past credentials to to build from. So it was a little bit of everything when mm-hmm. I got out here. And started out doing some string arrangements for uh, some of the, uh, some a bunch of different projects, and they were still recording live strings at the time, <laughs> and uh, you know I mean I still do especially for film, but you know um, the budgets for albums, uh, they were they were still they were still having live string sections, so so I got to uh, even have the honor of sharing an orchestra with Paul Buckmaster a couple of times. Mm. When we were doing arrangements several several rangers would share an orchestra for an afternoon and uh we'd all come in and have have them do our our charts and then next arranger would come in and do the other songs that they were they were working on so uh uh got to got to share the group with them and got to be around the master because that's Paul Buckmaster was my hero growing up uh-huh. i mean uh just amazing and the, and to uh-huh. look at his charts firsthand it was just uh-huh. a just astounding oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and and incredible so uh you know it was was, yeah we're about a year he passed passed away a little over yeah a year ago yeah 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 so uh so yeah so they started reducing the budgets and our mock-ups That was the thing was doing string mock-ups first programmed of the arrangement so the producer and the artist could hear it before we went and cut up with the live orchestra and and film composers work that way these days is having having a full mock-up uh using samples so uh, the director can hear the full arrangement know exactly what what it is so at that point they can just go in and record it and not have to make changes and everything like that yeah on you know on the session itself Mm -hmm. so uh using that same model doing that with uh, uh, with projects like that. So everybody's going, well, the mock-up sounds really close and we don't have the... The, you know the budget to be able to have a live string and let's the string section. Let's use that. So, I started doing that on a on a on a load of records for for a number of years. I was working with Iron Maiden doing program strings uh-huh. on their albums. I think the first one I worked on was Blood Brothers uh, when I was still in New York. Uh-huh. And I just heard the other day that's still the fans. That's one of their big legendary <laughs> tracks. Uh, uh-huh. You know, so being in the metal world was interesting, but <laughs> yeah, but with strings because I had a I grew up. Around you know classical music and uh-huh. you know and the composers that the metal bands are kind of are impacted by whether you're looking like Mahler and and Wagner and stuff like that uh-huh. you know it's like just adapting that to the orchestra. Uh-huh. You, know, you think about even like Michael Kamen with Metallica uh, doing the the San Francisco uh, San Francisco Conservatory Orchestra. I think he used the, uh-huh. uh, he had them do the Metallica album playing with the band. Uh-huh. So uh, uh, it's a great pairing of uh you know yeah. of worlds there you know and, and to me really and you know the that that influence uh with, with metal but with uh uh with that so i, I started doing a bunch of pop records with mm-hmm. uh with with virtual strings and um for for a number of years i've been doing like the iron maiden albums with producer kevin shirley so he uh was producing uh joe bottomassa and beth hart they were doing a duet album of old, oh. like like blues standards, a lot of them had string arrangements, including some Claire Fisher arrangements, which are the most astounding string arrangements on planet ever written for yeah. for that for that whole genre. And they wanted to uh, duplicate some of those arrangements, mm-hmm. so uh, so I, I I did a f- I did I think six or seven songs on that album mm-hmm. uh, with with all virtual strings, oh. and uh, you know that that was. That was really working the technology, uh-huh. but I, uh, uh, I tried to treat it like I had, you know, a real group in front of me mm-hmm. and, and built and built the tracks that way. So we've continued to do other albums together. Right. We've done a, did another, uh, a couple years ago, did an 18-minute long piece. And it was my preparation with Meatloaf and Jim Steinman, an 18-minute long uh, Iron Maiden piece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which was tempo map by the way including we're going back to the technology we spoke about in the last segment yeah, is yeah. Th- th- it was the same thing which is interesting it came back and I knew exactly what to do, what to do. <laughs> was they did live piano in the segments that they could build the composition on and they had 18 minutes of this live piano laying, laying down the entire format of the song the band played to the live piano and then I had to make a click track to that and then i programmed the orchestra the orchestration to the yeah. uh to the band yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: so that was all in pro tools yeah so i, I tempo mapped in uh, in pro tools yeah which does it beautifully i'm so glad that that carried over
0: yeah
1: and uh
0: half the and, uh, time well probably a quarter of the time <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's is, the same is doing thing, that. But uh,
1: I've been farming that out though. I have a couple of guys here in town that that oh, do tempo hey. mass for me. Just, oh boy, <laughs> that part that part of the brain. I you know. know. it's not yeah. even worth it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you yeah. Can get somebody
1: to do it. It's like boom. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, but uh, but that that I have a load of load of fun doing. You know, yeah. it's, it's really having a virtual orchestra at your fingertips when you can't have a a, a live one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, playing in that world is was you know, one of my dreams, you know, back in the day. Uh-huh. And the experience of playing in, in orchestra in school and stuff like that. There's there's nothing like it. Yeah. You know, everybody should have that experience of sitting in the middle of forty uh-huh. pieces plus yeah. And know what that feels like. You know, it's like
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a mind-blowing. Even in in band for me, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. just being, yeah, in the middle of it and playing it. and Yeah, it's a different perspective of hearing the instruments that I, I don't think you get even as a, an audience member you yeah. know yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah in fact i
1: think uh, engineer frank Filippetti was experimenting with that where he was placing microphones on the players headsets oh mm-hmm. yeah i did mm-hmm. see yeah, that yeah. video yeah yeah, yeah yeah recording that instead of you know <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 that's deep that's deep but, hey you know yeah, capturing that vibe but yeah so uh so that that that's been something i've been doing a, a, a lot of and then uh, a thing that's been really interesting lately is, is um, working on a project where we've been using a lot of instruments from Indonesia and Asia mm-hmm. merged with, uh, with cinematic pop, global cinematic pop. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've been learning about both Gamelon, I've been learning about all these Eastern instruments and the different percussion instruments because the artist is incorporating all that into the music.
0: And, and gamelan is a is a genre.
1: It's uh, it's an it's a well gamelan music. It's an or is an orchestra using this family of instruments, and they call it a gamelan. Uh, I've just been learning about it, so I'm new. Okay. And, and pardon anybody who knows more about it than <laughs> me. Pardon me if I don't don't quite get it right. But like an orchestra, uh-huh. there are these. Percussion-like instruments made with brass, out of brass, uh, either brass bars for the higher-pitched ones that look like, you know, marimba or vibes, Mm -hmm. and they uh, traditionally have seven-note, five or seven-note scale, and you play them with hammers, and that would be the higher instruments, like say, like the violin section, and then you go into the different families of them, bonang and, uh, um, I'm sorry, I I don't remember the other names
0: Uh, of them, and, and different
1: kind of gongs, and they all play together as an ensemble, which is considered gamelan.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, uh huh. And so most people know the gamelan as as these seven note, five or seven note instruments you play with hammers that are uh, very. Uh, they have these really rich atonal kind of harmonics to them, really interesting. Yeah. And uh, so now they've been the composers have been experimenting with uh, Western versions of them that are uh, are have twelve note scale. They can play all twelve. Twelve notes, and so you can mm-hmm. you can pair them with uh, with Western instruments. So uh, this artist actually is ha- having just had one built for her up in San Francisco. There's a guy who builds the American gamelon, which is a chromatic gamelon, and it's used in a lot of like very avant-garde composition up there, oh. up at Mills College, and uh, they do a lot of experimental work. But there's a, there's even a, there's a gamelon uh, class or a school you can go to uh, here in L.A.
0: Oh yeah all right
1: yeah, yeah, and uh, so learning all about that, and we we, we recorded uh, on one song so far, we had a gamelan orchestra mm-hmm. play on it. We had a uh, uh, a composer named Sinta Walur who's Indonesian uh, living in Amsterdam, who's a, a contemporary composer, and she writes for gamelan and traditional classical instruments so uh, the artist uh, we, we hired her to do the orchestration of the gamelan on on one song and it's it's just unbelievable to hear yeah. these instruments especially written in uh, in western tuning and in the western scale tr- chromatic scale it's really amazing <laughs> yeah and we're going to have some traditional uh, gamelan playing on on it as well and a malaysian horn section is going to play on A regular like Uh, brass, uh, a brass horn section uh, is going to play on on it. But apparently they have like their own kind of, you know, flavor. So (laughs) so we'll see. There's going to be all all kinds of (laughs) kinds of things going on there. And we're looking at at a at a Punjabi rapper Uh, is going to is going to do some. Uh, some rapping on it, so it's an interesting project. And you know, further down the line, we'll uh, I'll keep you guys posted. Oh, yeah. All right, when, thank you. When there's you. stuff to hear, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's we'll um,
0: do. We'll reshare. Yeah, everybody here yeah. it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, you know, some working with some uh, new, new singer songwriters here, uh, helping helping them develop develop their material, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited about that too because there's so many talented people here in L.A. Exactly.
0: Yeah. 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 I. Mean, to have you on their team, I mean, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great way to start. Uh, <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I've got to learn all the time, you know. Yeah. There's, there's no stopping. There's, exactly. there's no stopping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got to let go a lot of, like, a lot of times what I know mm-hmm. and just right, really be in their mindset in their world to really, like, capture, you know, mm-hmm. what, what they're trying to do. And, you know, it's, it's really, really so important. Yeah, important part in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I even add your mastery, but in their vision. You know, yeah, <laughs> got to
1: be able to like let go of the like say the good old good days. You day. <laughs> day. can't do that. Yeah, and I know it's hard not to get trapped in that sometimes too. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you got to be willing to like let that go, and and you know, and that's a, that gets around. It's all the technology too, you know, uh-huh. to be able to work in, in applications whether you're working in logic and Ableton Live or the other ones they have that mindset to work in pattern based situations mm-hmm. and in chunks and things like that to be able to to think along those lines
0: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, wow. yeah. Wow.
1: so you mentioned George Benson too oh yeah yeah I did uh yeah. Ke- Kevin Shirley uh, <laughs> just did a George Benson album it's uh, uh I'm not sure when it's going to be released yet but George did. An album of Fats Domino and Chuck Berry songs. Whew. Ooh. All right. <laughs> but not cool jazz, smooth jazz versions yeah. of these songs. They rocked it out. All right. They rocked it out. And a bunch of the songs, some of the original versions had uh, string arrangements on them and or they wanted to keep that particular vibe and sound, so I did I did strings on a couple of the songs. And then Joe Bonimosa's mm. horn section, um, Did did uh, did horn arrangements on some songs too. So it's it's, the thing rocks. It it really rocks. Yeah. Mm. Is it coming out soon? Uh, I don't know the release date.
0: Okay. I don't know. I don't don't know. Yeah. Again, we'll reshare that. Keep keep an eye out for that because that's
1: really cool. Because people don't know who George Benson is, are going to hear this and hear his voice. Singing,
0: uh, oh, and he sing- oh, he's singing. Yeah, okay. Oh, he's singing, yeah. Right, Chuck, right. Chuck Berry Fats Domino. okay, oh. yeah. All right, yep. Wow, singing and playing. Oh, yeah, can't wait, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, so that, that keeps you busy pretty much. I mean, it does, it's know, great, it, you know. Wow, yeah. and working with masters, It. Yeah. oh, like yeah, was, yeah, uh, and the open coming and. Yeah, you're getting yeah. it from all angles. Yeah, got,
1: got to be gotta be in it all. Yeah, and uh, recently I got I got turned on to uh, these music festivals that are happening that are all like, really like showcases for new artists. So uh-huh. uh, I I actually did a workshop at uh, uh, in Newfoundland. Uh, this past fall, uh-huh. uh, at, a, at a it's uh, called Live at Heart. For the last ten years, they've been doing a music festival for new and emerging artists in Sweden called Live at Heart, and they must have like four or five hundred bands play over a period of like a couple of weeks, kind of like a South by Southwest uh-huh. kind of thing. Yeah. They take over a town, mm-hmm. very much like Austin, and mm-hmm. it's all these new acts. So people are flown in. Uh, to, to come see them, book them for festivals and things like that. So they brought one to Newfoundland, to the uh, Bearn Peninsula. I didn't know nothing about Newfoundland. <laughs> I got asked to be on the uh, uh, on a on on some of the the panels. Mm-hmm.
0: And
1: they said, well, look, as long as you're going to be there, you want to like do some conduct some workshops. So they said, we need us we need somebody to do a songwriting workshop. So I said, okay, sure, sure, and said, and we've got another slot if you want it. So I said to him, well, I do this. Workshop. I've done it with, with kids here in L.A. At, uh, at like summer camps. It's a creativity workshop. And it's a, uh, the best way I can put it is it's, a, it's an immersive uh, workshop where you are, you participate in exercises that you look at your creativity and using these different what they call somatic body techniques mm-hmm. to kind of find your blocks and clear them. So these artists are all you, know, all you know from 18 on up, and you don't really get exposed to stuff like that. So I, mm-hmm. I proposed I proposed it to them, and mm-hmm. they loved the idea of it. So uh, I I had literally just about all the artists who were playing at the festival, all attend this workshop together, and it was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be doing some more. They uh, they had a, a bunch of uh, uh, people went from a bunch of different festivals. Who also have uh, workshops and panels along with their music festivals, because uh, they have things on the music industry and all that. So having a uh, workshop on creativity mm-hmm. uh, is is a brilliant thing. They want it. Everybody's hungry for new ways to work work with it and and yes. work through their stuff and their creative blocks and all that. So uh, uh, there's a few. I, they're not final yet, but there'll be. There's a few other that uh, that are on the uh in consideration around around the around the planet here so oh. gonna, be, gonna be taking it international you know yeah amazing <laughs> but um yeah, yeah so so that's a really fun piece and it, it gives me uh, a whole other way to work with uh with artists
0: yeah yeah the yeah. art of creativity yeah yeah yeah, I mean,
1: yeah.
0: wow yeah, and how that can be seen in, in everything too. I mean, oh, absolutely, it applies to everything. everything. It's just,
1: <laughs> it's it's for the for the musicians. You know, you can do the same thing uh, uh, with any group, and, yeah. and it's it's actually fun that if you can be in a room with photographers, with uh, with visual yeah. artists, video artists, all that yeah. together,
0: audio engineers, hey, oh, we'll totally, it's the same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is a proposal actually to do it at. Uh, uh, I think it's a workshop that's going to be that's more audio or oriented up in uh, uh, in Canada. Mm-hmm. There's a recording school up there, and they want to have me do some master classes on the yeah. you know, like the normal kind in the control room, talking about your techniques and what you do. Yeah. And then they said this other thing sounds really interesting, so that would be uh, oh, uh, something that. to do in addition to that.
0: That's that's a must. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that that that's put out there enough for. When you first get into the business, any business, whether it's music business or whatever you get into that you're passionate about, knowing how to get through the hard times with creativity and creating your way out of the situations, you know, like yeah. okay, you're not getting the breaks that you want this way, do something else, you know, to yeah. start a fire, go, you know, start something going, you know, so yeah, exactly, um, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of our yeah. way of doing this with podcasting is like, totally. hey, I, I want to talk to you. I want to know more about your story and how to get to the success yeah. that I want, that whoever is listening wants. I mean, yeah, that's creativity to Absolutely. getting to it, you know, and how to get the information. So, but yeah, that, that's great that you're oh, thanks, thanks. drilling down on that. Too. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's part of my own evolvement. I'm going like, well where can i you know serve you know pass yes, it down yes. and uh, learning about you know working with people in all these different ways too just helps serve my work with with artists too yeah. because you know you, when you work with a variety of mindsets belief systems mm-hmm. way pers- different perspectives people have about about the world where they come from where they where they get their their ideas from Uh you know because depending on what kind of environment you're brought up in if you're brought up in a you know sort of a uh, you know sort of a organized religion uh, Christian world Uh uh, your source might be God for what comes through for someone who's who's coming from a whole different place they may find it you know be coming from the earth or from their heart or things like that Uh so it's interesting when people find their source and Knowing how to work with it and, yeah. and how to stay in their connect, better connection with it. All that, you know, it, it's, it, it's fascinating
0: yeah. to watch I mean, it happen. In all kind of faith, whether it's oh, the spiritual or whatever, you know, or earth faith. But you the get, faith you get led... that this, whatever you put into it. It, you're going to get it back in a way, yeah. right? like your your faith in that, yeah. whether that's with God or with, you know, in, in everyday things or, you know. It, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. However
1: you, you, you find it. Yeah. Because to me, music was always a spiritual uh, uh. <laughs> uh you know, thing. I mean, I was brought up Roman Catholic. It was going to be interesting where this conversation yeah. going. But, you know, I mean, it was music in the church. So that was, there was a connection yeah. there. But I found myself moving out of that after I got old enough and was looking for something else, mm-hmm. you know, uh, spiritually. Uh, and I found it in music. In music. It was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I didn't need that stuff. I, you know, I didn't need, yeah. you know, for myself, uh, you know, working that way, the traditional way that I, I was raised. And it was like, oh, it's, it's on stage it's in the music it's that bond between the musicians that i'm playing with and we're we're connecting together and finding that source of inspiration and our passion and all that mm-hmm. and that was always part of it so it was like such a natural thing you know going you know being being in in that and, and sharing that yeah uh, yeah oh yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah so uh so staying connected to that's so important, yeah. whatever that is for, exactly. for you or for whatever. You're lucky is. enough
0: to find it and, and really know and go after it. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's great.
1: Yeah, and then just getting disconnected from it and re it. it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Different ways, too. Boy, yeah, it is the roller coaster had... Oh, yeah, it, totally. You know, yeah, totally. for
0: everybody. And, yeah, and again, yeah. Again, that's what I, you know. That's why I like talking to people, reading biographies. Everybody has that roller coaster that, yeah, that you're like, oh, when you scratch the surface, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What do you look for in these in a talented young artist? Is it the attitude? Is it the the actual talent, or is the combination? It's the combination, it, it's
1: the combination. Yeah. and, and I, I've learned my lesson over the years. You know, you can. <laughs> see somebody that, that's got lots of talent, but if they're not willing to put the work in, do the really the hard work mm-hmm. and, and really apply themselves. It just, you know, there's no room, there's no room there for for uh, success. You know, you just can't, it can't happen. They got to be willing to be dedicated beyond, and those are things again, I heard growing up, uh, but, you know, and then I'm, I'm passing I'm know, like, you got to know that Got to live and breathe what you're doing, and when you think you've done enough, that's just the beginning, beginning. Of, of taking it to the next step. That you got to keep bringing it. Yeah, Yes. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight, you know. No matter what you're doing, you know the, you know whatever it took to get you to where you are, you got you got to be willing to be patient enough to, to, to stick it out and keep moving through it. Mm-hmm. True. Cause everybody evolves, and what you think. Is like your thing today, might not necessarily be connecting the way you want it to. And mm-hmm. as you evolve and keep figuring out and connecting with the world in different ways and figuring out how to better express what you're doing in the world, at some point, if you stay with it, you find it. You know, mm-hmm. but you, you you gotta you gotta work hard. uh, yeah patience (laughs) oh yeah 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 because so many people come say okay i want to record these these five songs and i'm going like well okay you know we can record the five but then what are you going to do after the five and it's like well not sure yet i'll you know if this is a success i'll put no 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 it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way you you gotta be like You know, really, I tell everybody, you got to be writing all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, you know, I've heard from folks that have four hundred songs. I've written four hundred hit songs. You know, go like, oh, really, (laughs) four hundred hit songs, and and you know, you're you're a uh, barista and you got a a a night gig bartending and you got four hundred hit songs. You know, how how does that happen? You know, so. you know, again, it's like, you know, having a reality check and seeing mm-hmm. what's really there and seeing if it's if it's real and if they're willing to work hard and recognize that uh, they might have four hundred song ideas, but mm-hmm. uh, they've got to have you know really masterful, masterfully written songs that are like great.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I do the research. It's out uh, there already, yeah. many masterfully written. If you can, <laughs> yeah. you know. And even you said you got to diversify. You yeah. gotta learn how to produce, how to write, compose. You took yeah. composing classes, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You yeah. learn how to engineer, mix. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it helps totally. The mm-hmm. entire process.
1: Yeah. I mean, ear training, for instance, I, I didn't know I was doing it at the time, but playing in bands growing up. We would listen to our favorite records and learn off the record what the parts were. So you started to be able to focus your ears down, start to extract what your instrument was playing, and um, mm-hmm. you know that that's a lot of people don't get that, you know. And I, you know, ear training. Of course, when you go to ear training classes, you you get uh, attuned to that, mm-hmm. but. Uh, but a lot, a lot of young artists who have not had any training, but are like, are like really talented, mm-hmm. and they learn what they learn, whether it be like programming or playing and everything like that. The ear training side of it, uh, to be able to go in there and have that level of discernment to figure out what it is that's going on, you know, it takes takes practice. You know, oh, to pull a, years. pull a record apart, um, where you can't just mute tracks and listen to what they did. You know, it's it's uh, uh, it's it's a great it's a great place to to train your ear yeah yeah Yeah. Hmm. i mean it's a good
0: skill to utilize for you for the rest of your career i guess right absolutely you'll need that if you want to continue totally music industry or being a singer or musician yeah
1: Yeah, without thinking about that kind of discernment is what you then bring to your own music when you start trying to figure Mm -hmm. out how to uh how to make things happen how to get the results you want and all that
0: that study yeah Yeah. what I was saying like of of what it what you're doing whether that's you know writing songs or even engineering it was just like breaking down what I'm listening to in the masters mixes like that that helped me get better like oh okay how did they place this in the mix before I even knew how to mix or what knobs were I was I was wanting to know that like yeah. Oh, okay. I hear that effect. And, like, what is that? And how, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be a yeah, a, a true student.
1: Yeah. Which yeah. we all
0: stay. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. yeah. So. And,
1: and always, you know, got to be curious about everything. Uh huh.
0: You know? Yeah. You know, it's really exactly. keeping your
1: curiosity always there. <laughs>
0: uh huh. Oh, yeah. And that in the creativity and faith.
1: Yeah. Yes. Totally. So. Totally. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much, Absolutely. It was
1: great to be with you guys. Wow.
0: All right. We we went into the faith and (laughs) technically, we went into everything on this one. Um, Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. Again, Jeff, for being on. Um, Thank you, everyone, for uh, listening to the Art of Music Tech podcast. Uh, Please leave your comments uh, and rate us on iTunes. Also download us on, on Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, Podbean. Uh, thank you again from Jeff Bova, Dennis, and me, Fela. Let's go. Let's go, guys.
1: Thank you, Jeff. Thanks you guys.
0: For more information of booking 23 DB Productions, visit their website at 23 dbproductionscom Like and follow 23DB Productions at Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter for the latest work.